Welcome back, extremely important listeners. You're listening to Come At Me, an extremely important podcast. My name is Kendra. I'm here with Riley. Hello. Hey, Riley. Um, we're recording the podcast again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's that going? You know, going yeah. So far? <laughs> 20, 20 seconds in, it's going superbly. This is going very well. Um, I'm like oddly congested again, and I'm pretty angry because I just got over being sick. Dang, girl. But I woke up this morning, and I'm like coughing i'm just coughing mm. i'm the i'm that one pokemon coughing coughing coughing. Yeah. <laughs> coughing you know he's gross that's who i am i think he's cool <gasps> wheezing is, coughing yeah what's his i can I, I know what the first one looks like he's like an asteroid with like a skull oh. and crossbones is that the first evolution i thought that was coughing but i don't know i thought that was coughing too listen guys i never watched pokemon i don't know what to tell you listen guys all i know is what i've just kind of gleaned from yeah exactly it passed me by as an <laughs> exactly. adult i have played some of it but it's just exactly. not i don't i don't have all 150 memorized original 150 shit, shit. we gotta work on that that's our goal for our uh, 100th episode us just naming all of the original Pokemon for some reason. Because none of us really care about Pokemon. But we know that's hot right now. It's super hot. It's super trendy. And I this heard is us. Detective Pikachu came out. It seems like no one saw it. So I was going to say, I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, I saw a lot of like things leading up to it. And then it came out uh-huh. and then no one said no. a damn thing. No, nobody even like made fun of Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I th- I saw a lot of, like, this is going to be the worst, and then nothing. So, I'm sure it was really good. Next yeah. up is the Sonic one. Oh, that one's going to be bad, though. That one actually has to be bad, I'm pretty sure. They're like, we have to redesign Sonic because people got so mad about it. Like, I'm like well, okay. Yeah, all right. This is going to be good. Yeah, that's how it works now. <laughs> it's just, like, this is... so strange. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Thanks, Reddit. <laughs> I think I mean I think it just really shows like how little it's really not it's all about money and it's less mm-hmm. about like somebody's art. Nobody like made this and they were like this is my creation. I just wonder how many people saw that version of like uh-huh. the design and were like no this is exactly what we want. Yeah, because you know that I mean hundred thousands of people have work on these things. Yeah. They animate these things. Like, you can't be like, yeah, this is what Sonic looks like. Yeah, every single person was like this is right and that's what we want. And it's this like, is okay. <laughs> oh man, it's just ridiculous. Um, I have a weird taste in my mouth. Hmm. <laughs> like, uh, th- and I guess that's also why I think I'm getting sick. I know this is really interesting. I had a bowl of cocoa puffs for breakfast, mm. and it is. I don't know. It's not good. It's not a I good mean, taste. Let's get on WebMD. What are your symptoms? <laughs> You've got some congestion and a funny taste in your mouth. That's probably oral cancer. I think it is, and it's it was very, like, quick to onset. It's just this morning. <laughs> if you would have just stopped chewing that tobacco. Shit, I, shit, I gotta quit. I gotta quit. <laughs> mm. um, it's, it's very hot, and I'm drinking hot coffee. Oh, God, why did you make that decision? Because <laughs> I don't have ice, because I don't, who has, like, oh. who has the forward thinking to prepare ice? Like, not me. Not me. So I'm just sitting here dripping sweat, but I'm also sitting yeah. on an ice pack again, so. I, one day I'll live somewhere with an ice maker again. <laughs> yeah. Just on the fridge, like a rich exactly. person. Yeah. I'm like, God, I took that for granted as a child, Same. a teenager. 
same because now it's like i have to put the water in the tray and then put the yeah. tray in the freezer and i gotta do it a couple hours before i'm gonna need the ice yeah that's and, and of course i could just perpetually have ice in there but like i no Who? who's gonna do How? that no not me and honestly like if we make ice in our house mm-hmm. i there will it doesn't matter how much I wash out the ice trays and clean them. Mm-hmm. There will be a cat hair in at least a couple of the ice cubes, yeah. uh, which renders it virtually unusable. Yeah, because then you're like, casually drinking your, uh, I don't know what you're drinking. I don't know, anything. Bacardi. Tea. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> just Bacardi with ice. <laughs> and, and then you just like get this awful cat hair on your throat. That's... It's- oh god it's just it's cats am i right this is i just realized we're recording a podcast so maybe we should no uh, (laughs) um riley this is our opening banter oh okay sorry sorry it's the banter (laughs) about cat hair and the ice cubes i mean it's so hashtag relatable for cat owners millennials am i right i I think millennials like cats right they like cats and they like they like nitro coffee and they like oh i do like nitro coffee (laughs) you know i don't think i've ever had it (laughs) there's um there's like a company nearby that cans some and it's yeah it's called like i think the my favorite flavor snowball in space or something Ooh, what is that it's 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 a nice breakfast blend light roast kind of deal okay okay and it is just delicious it's like fruity and just mm, it's so good i've also though i've learned to like black coffee because i hate that like weird powder cream yeah oh it's just horrible and that's all they have at my work so i'm like well i guess i just drink it black now oh we have we have little uh we have little the little portables (laughs) our owners are mormon so it's just kind of we're (laughs) on our own they're like they're like what powder creamer yeah, they're like it'll not it'll last the longest, so that's what you get. Like, yeah, that's that's cheap. All right, let's and let's dive into that. You said Mormon, and that's our segue. <gasps> segue. Um, so this week I had a very hard time picking something because I've, as I was telling Riley, it's like I've never seen a movie or listened to an album in my entire life. I'd forgotten mm-hmm. everything I'd ever heard. Yeah. Um, but I did recommend Riley a book last week, and she was also recommended it by a lot of other people. Yeah. <laughs> and so I can't take credit that she's gonna, she's reading it. Well, but, she's, but but she's she read it and it's called Educated and it's by Tara Westover. And I'm sure you've heard of it. And I'm sure you heard and I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, I, was, I was like looking it up before yeah. we recorded today to see like, yeah. you know, what people had to say, some insight, yeah. some interesting whatever. And all right. I got was like 400 reviews on the book like every publication you can imagine including bill gates wrote an article himself wow wow i mean this is too much uh what'd you think of it um i liked it a lot i thought it was really good um it's it's always interesting i guess we should give us a summary i mean it's just i mean briefly i mean we'll just talk about it but it's just uh a girl named tara and she just kind of it's a memoir she Uh just talks about her upbringing uh, she goes from no education, no formal education, um, from her super religious Mormon parents. Yeah. To uh, she makes it to was it Oxford or Cambridge or Cambridge? She gets a PhD. Cambridge. Yeah, she gets a PhD at Cambridge, and um, I, I, it's super interesting. And she just talks about she goes through a ton, and that's basically yeah. it. And I'm sure we'll hit on the stuff she goes through. But. Yeah. 
Um, so what I was I was gonna say it's really interesting always to read a memoir. Yeah. Because there's it's someone's life. Yeah. And it seems like she's gone to great lengths to not like I don't know, over exaggerate things and like Yeah. There's never a point where she's like, These are my memories and that's how I remember them and I'm gonna say whatever I want which right. I think a lot of memoirs are like that, which is also yeah. justifiable in its yeah. way. Of course. But it it's she has like a fact checker and she's talking to like her siblings that still talk to her and mm-hmm. I think did her best to make this as accurate as possible while still being from her perspective. Right. Yeah. And it's just it's it's truth is stranger than fiction. It it really really is. Like you could not if you tried to sell this as like a fictitious story, it would be yeah. people would be like that's stupid. Like that would yeah. not happen. <laughs> like her her dad is – I don't even – it's so hard to know where to begin because it's all just bonkers. I mean, it's just, like, her childhood, she gets, like – there's just, like, major injury after major injury. Um, how are this all the siblings still alive? I was just waiting Ex- for someone to die the whole book. Me too. The entire time. Spoiler her, alert. Spoiler alert. I mean, and then really spoiler alert, her dad gets, like, pretty much burned to death. Yeah. And his skin, like, his lips melt off. Mm-hmm. And he's still alive at the end of the book. It's... Like, running a fucking business, like, making millions of dollars. Yeah. It's crazy. So she she lives in the mountains with her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Her dad is clearly mentally ill. Clearly. But, like, as children, they all kind of just, like, are like, yeah, that's dad, you know? Yeah. Like, he's just, right. we do what he says, and he's kind of just crazy. Right. Um, He's, they are Mormon, but, like, take that with a big grain of salt, because it's like, not. They're. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, no, I mean, it's just, like, it's not, it's not, they're not. They're not, what, if you were like, to, a typical were to, Mormon family. Yeah, if you were to walk into a, any ward, it wouldn't be full of these people. Yeah, it might have one of them if you're in, right. like, rural, rural Idaho. Yes, yeah. Um, and they, they even talk about that, like, yeah, him just, like, alienating himself from everyone at church, and he basically says, like, everybody there is a Gentile. That's yeah. his, like, word. Yeah. And that they're not, like, true believers or whatever because... They drink, like, Diet Coke. Right. And their or, daughters go to dance class. Yeah. It's just, they're very, obviously, like, super extreme. And the dad, like, reads these scriptures and pulls, mm-hmm. like, one of the first stories she tells is her dad gets rid of all of their milk and brings home, like, a truck full of honey. Yeah. Because there's a there's a scripture about, like, they'll have milk and honey and they'll know which one is good. And he, like, through Revelation, learns that honey is good and milk is bad. Yeah. And so, it, that, like, milk is forbidden at their house, but she'll go to grandma's and drink a bunch of milk and, like, right. grandma's defiant about it. Right. Um, But that just kind of, that's his, like, one of his least crazy things. Oh, easily. <laughs> he does. He's easily. very, like, anti-hospital, anti-government, anti-anything. Uh, yeah. Birth any certificates, sort of establishment. insurance. Yeah. Um, yep. And the mom is just so interesting to me she's like she she grows up in this more like well-off family probably not really but to them that's the way it seemed right um and like runs away with this guy who it seems like was normal at the beginning of their relationship and was like charming 
Yeah. He had, he had something about him. Like, eccentric and, like, whatever. Right. And then, I mean, Tara says without, like, diagnosing him, but she's like, bipolar disorder normally comes on around age 25. Yep. <laughs> and she talks to all of these professors that are like, he's probably schizophrenic. Yeah. I don't he's, know. He's got a lot. Well, so, but, and, you know, he can't, he can't hold down a job. Right. And so they do a lot of, like, scrapping yeah. And odd construction jobs. Mm-hmm. And the scrapping is just basically, he takes his kids instead of going to school. So it's her and she has, what, six siblings? Yeah. And he, like, he takes the kids to the scrapyard and they just toss different kinds of metal into different piles. Mm-hmm. And so Tara's, like, how old was she when she got the first, like, the rod in her leg and falls from that? She was young. She I know. was like, I can't, I don't want to say because I don't remember the exact I mean, age, but she, I'm I guessing. think she was like 10. Yeah, she was young. She's going scrapping with her dad, and she had to like, I mean, I can't even describe it, but she falls like 10 feet onto metal, and like, she's riding in like a bucket that's going to be dumped into a truck full mm-hmm. of metal. And just like <sighs> horrific accidents, just like, it goes into her leg, just like a, a like a, railroad tie or something goes into her leg yeah oh oh and it's like it, these scenes are played out like over and over and over again and you, i seriously was just yeah. like okay who's gonna die someone yes. has to get killed from all of this it's insane but like they get in two car accidents and it's like okay her mom's yes. gonna die i was like okay the mom's gonna die because she yeah. has a horrible horrible concussion brain injury yeah yeah it's but her she time. doesn't <laughs> no she's still alive it's it's and like it all comes back all of these accidents are like sourced at the dad uh-huh who has this just whatever whatever he says goes and that's just how yeah. it is because yeah. the bible right and and he's, patriarchy yeah and he's i mean oh he's like a conspiracy theorist and like mm-hmm. just takes these things and turns them into like everything is against us and everything's evil. It's just, right. I don't know. It, it's so hard to even explain her childhood because it's just, I, 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 like, I, knew, I knew some of these people growing up living in yeah. Idaho. Yeah. And like my family is yeah. like very like liberal for Mormons. Definitely. We all were just kind of, we're like, yeah, they're just kooky Idaho people. Yeah. And then you see, like, oh, maybe not. Maybe it was, like, maybe like really damaging to all yeah. of these children. And, like, her family just gets split apart over it in the end. It does. Well, it's, it's interesting because for the first chunk of the book, like, the dad really is the villain. Like, you yeah. just, you don't want her to be around the dad. And so finally her older brother, Sean, co- moves home. Yeah. And he he comes in and he seems great. He takes her on, like, a road trip, yeah. he, like, trucking to cover for one of their brothers. And it's, like, he, sweet. They, like, play Nintendo. Yeah. They play Nintendo. And, like, they're riding horses and, like, something happens and he saves her. He, like, comes in and you feel like a savior. Yeah. And then he turns out to be the worst thing to happen in her life. And he's horribly physically abusive. And he will call... she As she ages, he calls her a whore and, like, mm-hmm. shoves her head into a toilet and, like... Well, it starts but- with he's dating this girl. Uh-huh. This poor girl. Yeah. And I just... It's... I don't know. Abuse is so interesting. And I don't... Yeah. I'm saying that, obviously, like, from a place of privilege. Right. 
I could, ugh, but it's like all I think is why are these people hanging around him? Like, why yeah. would you stay with him? But it's this weird, complicated, like, cycle. Right. But she, he's dating this girl, and he's just horrible to her. Like, she would bring him water, and then he'd be like, no, I wanted this. No, I wanted this. No, I wanted this. No, And, like, make her run mm-hmm. all over the place and do all this shit for him, and then just, like, abuse her and be horrible to her. But she yeah. stays with him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then one day, um, Tara's starting to, like, grow up. And yeah. he kind of makes a comment like, oh, you're just like the rest of them. Like, yeah, you're she starts wearing mascara or something and he's mm-hmm. just relentless about it. And like you're you're a fish eyes like all those other stupid girls. And yeah. And he like switches and starts abusing her. Yeah. And he and it's. It's just unreal that like no one does anything. No one. Like there's a part where they're going to the grocery store together. And whenever they're together, mm-hmm. there's just this tense moment in the book like you just feel so worried what he's gonna do because he can be like very sweet and then he just like snaps right yep and so they're laughing and then yeah and then he just whatever grabs her throat like something horrible yeah so they're going to the grocery store and i don't know like why this happens oh her like old boyfriend is there yeah and she's all greasy and nasty so she's embarrassed and she doesn't want to go in she's been working all day right and he's like you have to go in and she's like no i don't want to don't make me don't touch me yeah so he like drags her from the car Mm -hmm. until her like clothes are off yep and just it's like it's just horrifying and he like bends her wrist back his thing he always does is he like bends her wrist back until it's like gonna break yeah Yep, and so, like, she basically, like, has to give in and, like, crumple on the ground or whatever. Yeah, and, like, this time he actually breaks it. Yeah. And they walk in the store, and her, like, defense mechanism is to start laughing as loud as she can. Mm-hmm. To try to convince everybody that it, they're just playing and it's just yeah. a joke. Yeah. And then later there's this weird scene of him being like, I didn't know I was hurting you. Why didn't you say something? Oh, my God. And oh she's just God. like, are you are you kidding me? And like yeah. stuff happens in front of her mom. Stuff mm-hmm. happens in front of her dad. Stuff happens in front of her other siblings. Stuff happens in front of her boyfriend. And it, and it turns out that um, he horribly abused her older sister. Mm-hmm. And they try to, you know, at the end of the book, one of the things is like they try to finally out him. Yeah. And nobody sides with Tara except for a couple of her brothers who had moved away. Yeah, well, and that's and, even later, like... Yeah, and that yeah, and that's not for a while. It's like, but she she tears the family apart, and her sister basically, she's like, yeah, me too, but then also, then she goes back. Then yeah, she goes back on the, it. Yeah, the dad, like, is like, no, Sean has, he's repented, mm-hmm. and I, I know that, like, the Lord has cleared him of his sins, so you need to forget about it. Right. Um, but, but, you know, and as horrible, as horrible as Sean is, he, he gets his comeuppance. He's horribly injured, like, four, okay, it's like twice. Yeah. But he, he falls off, like, 12 feet and gets a horrible, horrible, like, concussion. Which just makes him more violent. I was gonna say, it just worsens it for everyone. And then he gets in a motorcycle accident and she can see his brain, Mm -hmm. like, which, and it's not as bad as... (laughs) The one where he got an actual concussion. It, but, yeah. You know, accident after accident. And there's just, like, I don't know. The story, there's another story of Luke, her other brother. Mm-hmm. She's at home, I don't know, doing what, making tinctures or something. Her mom's, like, yeah. a homeopathic remedy person. She's she's a, she's a quote-unquote midwife, but it's yeah. illegal. Right. 
And so she's she's making tinctures or something. And Luke, mm-hmm. she sees Luke come running to the house like on fire. Yeah. And she's alone and she's 10 years old mm-hmm. and like has to come up with a way to try to like save him. And at all these points, you're just like, oh, my God, these people are dead. Yeah. And this, then, this one's going to die. And then the mom just like rubs a salve on them and they're healed. Yeah. He has the horrible like the whole bottom half of him is on fire because his jeans catch on fire because they're covered in gasoline. Yeah. And then she has to like she and they heal him like, oh, it's yeah. So and and there's some like um some speculation on this story. But, you know, she the way she tells it is she sticks him in a garbage can. Yeah. With and fills it up with water. Yeah. Ice water. Ice water. And then. Oh, yeah. And then they just they rub salve on it and. And then, and then he's fine. He goes about his life. It's cr- it's just, I don't know. And, like, the dad, when he's burnt, it's, like, his mm-hmm. whole, like, face and chest and how did, hands. How did he catch on fire? How did he get horribly burned? I can't remember for some reason. So we, Tara's at college. Uh-huh. And she gets a call from her sister that says, like, you better come home so you can say goodbye to dad. Yeah. And then I don't know... I don't remember. It was the accident, yeah. I th- oh, some- it was something with the cars again. So they oh. would have to drain cars of gasoline, and there was a guy coming to pick up cars, and he decided to do one more. Yeah. And he ended up torching like himself. In a, f- in a firebomb or something. Co- like yeah. a fireball, yeah. And literally, like, melting off his skin. Right. But it's like, wild. He survived. He, he survived. No lips. They just rub salve on him. But... The mom, they eventually start a business that becomes extremely lucrative. It's, uh, it's, what, essential oils? Yeah. Remedies. Uh, remedies. And it's, it's just wild. And uh, one of her older brothers, like, at the end of the book, he lives in Idaho Falls. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, it's wild. It, it's I, so interesting. I want to, like, look up her family. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Has she changed her last name? I don't know. I think. I don't know, because I know she changed their first names in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so know. curious, I'm sure... like, what the mom's business is. and Yeah, for sure. I wonder... I feel like that one, if you Googled just, like... I feel like you could probably find the business. Yeah, I'd like I to. I um, want to talk about, though... Okay. The story is insane. Yeah. And, like, kind of unbelievable. Yeah. Like, really unbelievable. Like, this girl has no education and then at age 16 learns enough to get a 27 on her ACT Mm -hmm. so she can get into BYU. Right. And then from there, like, her whole life, like, she's sitting in class one day and asks what the Holocaust is and everybody gets mad at her because they think she's joking. Yeah. And she wasn't. She She had never heard of it. Her, like... Her history was all through the lens of her dad, of, like, the government is evil mm-hmm. and... Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah. weird conspiracy things that have already been totally debunked, but he right. just held on to. I love when she first goes to BYU, and I love, like, her painting the fish out of water. And, like, mm-hmm. how her roommates... There's the one who's wearing, like, the juicy sweatpants. Yeah, and, and a, like, tank a tank top. top. And she can't believe that this girl is mormon but she's like yeah we're going to church tomorrow at nine or whatever mm-hmm. and then the other she has one roommate and she's like oh yeah no she seems normal and but then before the semester starts she goes grocery shopping on a sunday mm-hmm. i love that I, I think it's so interesting and i just and another one that. had a diet coke yeah 
Yeah. And she was just like, wow. And then she does find someone else who's, like, seemingly as orthodox. Yeah. But, but then she alienates herself from her. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It is crazy. Like, and the fact that she, she goes on, I mean, obviously, this kid is, like, she's brilliant. Right. She is. Or none of this would be possible. No, no. But, she she has an, an innate. <laughs> yeah. But she, like, goes on to, she has a gift for learning, just mm-hmm. like a lot of her siblings do. Yeah. And obviously her mom is, like, super smart in her yeah, way, in right. her, like, remedies and cures and whatever, even though she, her mom gets a head injury and, cha- and changes forever. It, she does. And it's, 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 yeah. So interesting. But, yeah. um... She goes on to, like, just stand out among everybody and do so yeah. well that she, like, gets a Gates scholarship and goes yeah. to Cambridge and then goes to Harvard and then goes back to Cambridge and just, like, it's... It's, it's amazing. It's totally... I don't know. It's it's inspiring and it's crazy. And it's the crazy, uh, crazier part... Yeah. ...is two of her brothers go on to get PhDs, too. I know. So, like, three out of the seven kids, and the other four literally don't even have a high school diploma. No, and they they are the ones that side with the parents because that's who they're financially dependent on. Yeah, they all work for them now. Yeah. It's, there's, like, something, there's just, like, it's a testament to, like, humanity or something. But it's funny because I can see, like, on the dad's side. Yeah. How he would be feeding into his own truth right about the remedies and like we were right about doctors all along like look at me and luke who were saved and should have died and right sean should have died but your mom saved us all with her remedies and right and look at our millions of dollars because we follow god and you know like i did the right thing right and we've been rewarded or whatever right but, and of course, from my perspective, I was going to say just, but from anybody you know, and his three kids who are not financially dependent on him, right? You, anybody can see that he's. That's wild. He's just making so many conclusions. Yeah. I really liked. Um, I liked her writing style. I think yeah. It's, there's something like succinct about it. I think I was trying to make that point and totally got off track. But that's like. Oh. I was saying how crazy the story is, and it's yeah. completely unbelievable, but she doesn't tell it in a way that's, like, manipulative at all. No, not at all. She's not trying to be like, and look how amazing this was at all. Like, somehow no. she just is, like, she's so clear yeah, and, like, succinct and, like, this is what I was feeling and this is yep. what I was seeing and this is what yeah. was happening from my perspective, and it's not, right. like glorified in any way and it's not exaggerated it's just like you really like feel what she's going through in yeah uh, she's just obviously a really amazing writer she is she extremely talented and it's it's just like it's it's not flowery it's not there's like there's Mm -mm. no it's not sentimental either Mm -mm. which i really appreciate i think it's really she's never like i don't know I, I, like, yeah. she doesn't ever describe what people look like except for maybe, like, her dad in an old picture. And I think that's so oh, interesting. Wow. Because like, I, I didn't really, even like, notice that, but you're right. Yeah. No, she doesn't. You don't... There's never, like, oh, and my younger, you know, my sister Audrey's hair, like... She, yeah, she never know? does at you know? all. That no. is so interesting. I didn't... Yeah. 
we okay so this is back to kindred's aphantasia which is so fascinating yeah, to yeah, me yeah it's it's wild but i have like such i just from their descriptions have pictures of all of them in my head right so interesting like yeah. um with that with the way uh-huh. she writes it was even like obviously the things that were happening were horrible and not okay right but it took me a while to realize like how bad it was how abusive it was because you're just like right there with her right where it's like this is just kind of how it was yeah this is just this is and you're like yeah and you're like oh wow that's awful right but but you're not like oh my god this is like so bad right until the end when she like gets there yeah it was good i liked it a lot I, I did too. I think I and I know I mentioned this when I, when I was talking to Riley last week off of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I know that some people have been using it for like anti Mormon, like ex Mormons are like, see, see, it's, it's but not it's about not that, that at it's all. It's not that at all. It's it's absolutely the fact that she's Mormon is just a. Is it's a side, just a part of it. There's, it's just it. Yeah. There's even a note at the end that's like, this isn't about Mormonism. Yeah, which I which I I appreciated. And I'm well, an ex Mormon. I don't know. It's, it's funny because that's like why I didn't read it. Yeah. Because everybody that like talked to me about it before you talked yeah. to me about it. Yeah. Emphasized that. No, it's and not about that at all. They made it sound like it was a story of a young girl grows up Mormon like you and me. Yeah. And then she gets an education. Right. And then she realizes that Mormonism is bad. No, and you know what? Even though she mentions, like, as when she goes to Cambridge, like, she starts drink, she tries drinking wine, uh-huh. you know? And so, I, I mean, that's very, I think that's... And, like, she has problems with Joseph Smith or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's implied that maybe she's not entirely Mormon anymore, but she yeah. never comes out and says, and this is when I left the church. Because it's more about, it's, it's less about her Mormonism family. and it's yeah. more about, yeah, it's more about realizing that the way that her dad raised her to think... Yeah. Was not the only way and it could be questioned. Yeah. So like maybe Diet Coke isn't evil and maybe these people aren't Gentiles and whores and disgraces and whatever. Maybe this is just Maybe going to the doctor is okay. Yeah. Like there's a point where she's like, I need to get my immunizations. Yeah. She's like 20 or something and she's like, I gotta, I need to be immunized. (laughs) Like, holy shit. Yeah. And and so it's it's really not about Mormonism at all. It's not. And especially like one of the biggest turning points in her entire life is when she's at BYUI and she has this bishop that will listen to her every week. Which is honestly like I was touched. I was like, I was happy that she found this bishop who... Who, like, wasn't... saw her and cared about her and listened yeah. to her and explained why this wasn't okay and helped right. her get money so she could finish college. And even though she refused it, he would, like, do anything to yeah. help her. Because he saw, he saw this brilliance in her. Yeah. And so I really, that, I guess, I don't know, Mormonism is, like, a kind of a hot topic right now. It is. There was, like, just a, a nightline or dateline or whatever on it. Yeah. Um, Because... You know, there's problems. Yeah. Yep. And obviously, like, It's you an know, organized religion. Yeah, like, I have problems with it. Yeah. But, like, this isn't, I guess people grab onto that because it's makes, it's more interesting, I don't know, to, like, when you're distant from it, to be like, and she's Mormon, so that's yeah. really her right. crazy Mormon family. And it's like, they really, Yeah. I don't, like, and 
they weren't Mormon, and that's not. No. I don't know. They, when you th- think of Mormons, they, it's not like rural Idaho, anti-government, anti-doctor, no. anti-what. That's really not like the norm. No. I mean, I think honestly, when I think when people think of Mormons, they probably think of like her BYU roommates, the one who exactly was drinking diet coke. Right. You know, maybe wearing juicy sweatpants and probably not a tank top. That is a bit extreme. <laughs> I remember my roommates doing that, but it was like, we're going to bed. Like, these are yeah. my pajamas, but. Yeah, that's true. But I yeah, know. I don't know. It just, yeah. So She should have gone to BYUI because it would have been more her speed. <laughs> that way. BYU is, is way more casual than BYUI with their rules. It, it is. I saw on Reddit, just a quick side note, I saw on Reddit the other day, and I think it was the ex-Mormon, but it was like a list of the gym rules from BYUI. Oh my god, I saw that too. It was crazy. It was, I was like, are they still on this? They're still doing this, huh? Well, it's even more than when we were there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Something about like, you can't have mesh above the knee on your leggings. Yes, and only black. Uh-huh. And like da 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 like holy shit, you uh, guys! When we were there, though, you weren't supposed to wear like athletic, like tight athletic pants. You were supposed to yeah. wear yoga pants, yeah. and they were they had to flare at the bottom. Yep, you know how <laughs> you know how seductive ankles and leggings are. Oh my god, that's like a whole other. This is just going to take us on a train, but um, yeah. A guy posted, again, on ex-Mormon subreddit, hi, guys, uh-huh. it's related. Guys, it is. It's not at all. Well, I guess it kind of is. His, his wife was shopping for his daughter, uh-huh. and she found this cute shirt, and it had, like, a little cutout on the back. Yeah. And his wife's mom was like, that's not modest. She can't wear that. And the wife was like, she's two. And she's, she's- like, she's like, a little skin's all men need. Oh, and- and he was like, she's two. She's two. What the fuck? Um, I was just explaining. I was riding in the car with Linda the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was just explaining how there are some people who throw fits over, like, baby girls wearing, like, dresses that don't have sleeves. Uh-huh. And, but, like, like I've had so many of these stories. Uh-huh. Of babies wearing tank tops. And then I remember being eight and going to, like, some sort of temple dedication. It was it was the Nauvoo Temple, and so we went to the stake center, and I went with my dad. Yeah. And we watched the dedication, and I was wearing a dress, and it was the middle of summer in Albuquerque. Yeah. And I was wearing a dress that, you know, it was, like, it went, to, it covered my shoulders, but it didn't have sleeves. Yeah. And I remember an old lady coming up to my dad, and while I'm right there, saying, don't you think she should be, have a little more sleeve on that dress? <laughs> Because if there was a cap on that, it would just really make a difference. Because the cap sleeve, yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize, I got really pissed off about modesty a long time ago. Yeah. And not even about this part of it, just about like, what does modest mean? What the fuck does that have to do with me wearing clothes? Right. Yeah. Anyway, but the like, I didn't realize later Uh that being weird about what a three-year-old's wearing is sexualizing a three-year-old it's pedophilia (laughs) it's fucking weird but like i remember being yeah like nine ten years Mm -hmm. old and we were on vacation yeah and like every year we would go on vacation with these like two other families we'd go to nevada and we'd go boating Mm -hmm. yeah and it was really fun and i was wearing a tank top because it was nevada and i was 10 and it was hot hot. (laughs) and i had lots of tank tops because i was a child yep 
And my friend, was, who was my age, was not allowed to wear tank tops because of immodest. Right. And her mom, like, talked to me, talked to my mom, talked to my oh, dad. My just, like, about how it wasn't about me being immodest. It was about how one day I'm going to wear garments. And yeah. I need to be in the habit oh, of wearing clothes that will cover my garments. Oh, my God. God. Because if I'm not in the habit now, then how am I going to know how to dress when I have to wear garments? Oh, my God. It's so stupid. Was that the family the kids couldn't eat candy? No. That was a family that my mom knew growing up. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, I couldn't remember. And they couldn't have chocolate because it had caffeine in it. That's what it was. That's what it was. They couldn't have chocolate. (laughs) Because, you know, yeah, that makes sense. And that's like, it's so funny I don't know. I think about this, and I think we talk about this a, 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 a bunch. Yeah. But, like, yeah. the subjectiveness of Mormonism uh-huh. yeah. is, like, what makes people like Tara Westover's family possible. It, it is, yeah. Where it's, like, if you really want to take it literally and live it literally, you can, or interpret it in whatever way you want, you can do right. that. Well, or think- if you want to interpret things out of meaning, you can. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think this, it, it also makes the FLDS possible. Right. Yeah. Because they're like, actually following that doctrine. I, we've been watching Sister Wives lately. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, for some reason, season 10 is on Hulu and nothing else. Weird. Okay. So, so we just watched season 10, which is uh-huh. a funny place to jump in. And they have some talk about Cody, the, you know, brother husband. Yeah. Yep doesn't eat pork okay because jesus didn't eat pork oh all right and he's like pretty annoyed they're at a luau they go to hawaii because of Uh course and they're they throw like a luau for them and he's upset that his kids are eating pork oh okay even though it's his rule that he arbitrarily made for himself and i think that's like the crux of all of this yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know if most like religions or religious families do this but it's definitely a thing in mormonism where you don't just decide for yourself what you think is right right you decide for everyone around you yeah and you are like given a pass to be judgmental about people who don't make the same choices that you do right and that sure fucked me up oh yeah Oh, yeah. Sure made me a little asshole for a while where I was just like, well, you can do what you want, but what I'm doing is right. (laughs) And, and like, I would never say that, but it was like, I definitely had part of me that was like, well, but what I'm doing is right. I, like, I I kid you not to this day, I've been ex-Mormon for six years now, and I still feel a sort of superiority over other people sometimes, and it stems directly from that feeling Mm -hmm. of, like, well, what I'm doing is right, and mm-hmm. I'm better than you, and mm-hmm. I and I have to recognize it and be like, no, it's like no, you know, like Tara grow grows up with this constant like affirmation that she's a woman, so she's less than right. Dad's right. You just listen to him. Yeah. Everybody else like stupid liberals or whatever Uh gentiles liberals would drown if we didn't put a roof over them blah 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 yeah she's growing up with these like affirmations all the time of like i don't know i just burped cool things (laughs) that get like repeated to her that she just believes until 
somehow, amazingly, she has the kind of brain that can stop and critically think about that later on and decide for herself, which is incredible, I think. Yeah, agreed. But, like, we grew up hearing all the time how special we are. Yeah. And I know that's, like, a millennial thing, but it's very much a Mormon thing. It's it's extremely Mormon. You are the chosen generation. You were Mm -hmm. in heaven and God set you aside specifically for this time, the most challenging time of any time on earth. And you were prepared to be here and to carry on his word. And you were a soldier in heaven and you Uh blah, 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 like just on, on and on and on. And and especially like you were born in the covenant. You were chosen. You have this like great responsibility to remain true and to bring others to the truth. Yep. And you're just like, oh, cool. I'm special. Yeah. yeah. I'm chosen. I'm yeah. remarkable. And then I mean, it's like, no. <laughs> it's a, uh, there's, I might have told this on the podcast before, but I'll just briefly mention it. It uh, There's nothing more than like, we were in church. It was during high school mm-hmm. and it was probably Fast and Testimony. And one of the moms of a girl who just moved to our ward she had long red hair and she was super annoying so that's my clue to riley i already know who it is good well her mom got up and i don't know if you remember this but they had just moved from uh, like new york or something Mm. and her she was at work and one of her like coworkers comes up and she's like you just have this glow about you Mm. and the mom is like i know it's because i'm mormon Mm-hmm. And I think about that all the time, but like that's also not that. an uncommon. I heard it's that all the time, all the time, and I specifically remember that one. But it is it's something you hear all the time. You have a glow because you're Mormon. <coughs> <sighs> that made me sneeze. <coughs> it's so true. It's so weird, and it's like they talk about like the light in your eyes. Uh huh. Yes, that one exactly. And like that's the spirit. <laughs> uh huh. And, like, if you if you lose the spirit because you, like, sin or you leave, yeah. you, you won't have that light in your eyes anymore. Yeah. There's, and like, I tried to explain this to somebody. Uh-huh. My coworker was asking me yeah. about Mormonism. Um, I have another thought, so I'm going to try to remember to okay. s- remember that, too. But okay. um, she asked me about Mormonism and, like, just why it's such a special, weird... <laughs> thing and why it's so hard to leave and why you have to get a lawyer and all these other things right and i tried to explain like it's you are you are taught forever like and it's not even like this sometimes that's outright but usually it's just in how people talk right if you leave if you decide to live another way yeah you can never truly be Mm -hmm. happy no true happiness is only in god's plan and god's plan is mormonism right so if you leave or whatever like anybody else on earth the other billions of people they're not truly happy they're just temporally happy yep and you're just like wow well i want to be happy so i might as well i got i already know i already have this knowledge i I have the truth yeah Yeah. i have to do this it's just like Hmm. <laughs> and so that's like of course it's hard to leave of course it's hard to yeah like find another way because you have this nagging at the back of your mind that well i'm not really happy i'm not really okay and i never can be because i'm right. not mormon anymore right yeah love it love it do you remember what else you were gonna say 
I do. And I don't know if you've heard this, but let me know. Okay. Um, I've heard, like, multiple people say, people within the Mormon community. Okay. And this is usually when they're talking about someone who's left. Yeah. And they're mad about it. Uh-huh. They say that Mormons have a way that you talk and you can tell if someone was Mormon even after they've left because of the way that they talk. Interesting. I, I had teachers say this and they would say like, you don't think that you can talk like that, but people, I can tell that you were Mormon because of how you talk. Interesting. And I'm just like, no. No. <laughs> I mean, but it's what, but it's this way of being like, and, and my mom has said stuff like, "You can never truly leave. Nobody ever is really not Mormon because it's just like part of you or something." I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like like that. I get, I get that sentiment. Like for you and me, who were born and we were in there in our until our twenties. Yeah, like that's a long time. Like, and it really, I mean, it it affected our growing up years. Sure. Like, I don't know if you, somebody leaves when they're, you know. They're, like their family goes inactive when they're younger. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not really. I mean, I guess technically all their ancestors are Mormon, but yeah, they're not really Mormon. They know nothing about it. Well, and that's not. I think it's an attempt to just invalidate. Like I've heard. Yeah. I've heard other people say too. Like there, nobody's actually an atheist. That's impossible. Oh. <laughs> I like that one. Like, you just think you're an atheist, but there's no right. way to not somewhere deep inside of you still believe in god that's that 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 one's interesting interesting. it's the same sentiment it's just like the way i think is deep down truly the only way and the right way so if you choose anything else or if anyone else chooses something else they just think they're choosing that right it's just a way to invalidate people and to validate yourself yeah it is. but it's like very common in that culture and i don't Obviously, my experience is being Mormon, so I don't know what it's like in other religions. Yeah. I don't know if that's a common thing. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. But it's definitely a common thing in Mormonism, and like the the definitely. mourning for like the people that leave, mm-hmm. and the like pity, and yep. the like oh gosh, definitely we just, pity. We need to bring them back. Like they just they're so sad and lonely, and because, I don't know because the devil got them. Yeah, the they devil su- got they them. succumb to the to the world. Yep. I think that's changing just because yeah. everyone's leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is true. Everybody's leaving. <laughs> like, growing up, it was like, I had a couple aunts or uncles that weren't living it. And it was like, wow, they really, they sure are different from us, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, all of my children. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, everybody. So maybe. Yep. It's harder to invalidate people when it's a lot of people that you know and love and yeah. respect. I, I hope so. I mean, I think I mean I think Mormonism would benefit just in numbers wise if they would just chill the fuck out. You know, I, I think they're trying. I think there's like this yeah. huge like PR push right now of like, okay, we need to like these things that we do that are like really fucking crazy. Yeah, maybe we should change that because that's really yeah. not looking good for us anymore. Right, and I mean it's all about the money, money, money. You know. <laughs> All about the money, money, money. <laughs> can't believe that that I just said that. I can't believe um, it either. It's wild. Yeah. Anyway, so what we're saying right now has nothing to do with the book. <laughs> it has everything to do with it, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. Because Tara had to figure out how to think outside of her family, and that included yeah. her religion. Yeah. And I think everybody at some point, you have to either consciously ignore. Uh-huh. The other options. 
right consciously choose to follow what you were taught yeah or consciously make the leap to other possibilities and explore what those are which is you know endless and terrifying i think that is a great connection and and that's why i give me an a on this essay thank you and that's why my vocal essay this podcast (laughs) come at me an extremely poor podcast this is my phd Uh, (laughs) hand me one now please um I, since we're at 50 minutes, I guess we'll wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else to say? Let me think. Okay. Let me think and you think and then we'll see. Okay. Take 30 seconds. Um, I really liked, the only thing I am thinking of that we didn't really talk about. Yeah. Is she learns to sing and she's like this incredible singer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, the first time that her dad kind of gives her some, like, leverage in life. Yeah. It's because he, like, yeah. respects her talents that, like, God gave her. Mm-hmm. And is, like, needs to share those with the world. And I thought that was really interesting that he, like, would bend a little bit when he could show her off a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And the other thing that was an important part of the story mm-hmm. was her, like, first boyfriend, Charles. Yeah, yeah. Who was so sweet and kind. He was... But at one point, literally just, like, runs away. Yeah. But I see why. Like, he's he yeah. says to her, like, you know, this is, I love you, uh-huh. but this is more than I can handle, and yeah. you're the only one that's going to have to handle it. And at the time, she's like, what are you talking about? Right. And right. he sees her get, like, abused by her brother, and she just, like, laughs and is like, no, it's fine. It's cool. It's, don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. It's just it's, interesting. It's not. It is interesting. Yeah, he was good. I don't know. Um, I uh, how many thumbs would you give it, Riley? I it's so hard for me not to be like, I don't know, hyperbolic about everything. Yeah. Um, eight. I was gonna give it eight. I think yeah. it's a solid read, and I recommend it. It's really good. She's a really good writer, and I really she like. Is. I I applaud and admire her bravery and honesty. I agree. Because this is, this is her life, and it's yeah. not, I don't know, that's pretty cool. I hope she writes other stuff. I hope she has, like, other stories in her, because she's, yeah. she's just a good, the way she writes is easy for anybody to read, mm-hmm. but it's not dumb, and it's not, like, say, overly it's still, simplified. It's really it's nice. Yeah. yeah. She's cool. It's, it's great. great. Yeah. She's, that's, if you, hey, Tara, if you're listening, if you'd like to come on our podcast. <laughs> We get we upwards of nine listens on every episode. I know Bill Gates interviewed you and uh, <laughs> the New York Times and Vanity Fair and Vogue and all these other places. But like, but hang on, come at me, an extremely important podcast. I mean, it's right there in the title, really. So. Yeah, it's extremely important. So we can talk to you about uh, our Mormon upbringing. Yeah, that's true. That would be actually very interesting to talk to her. Amen. But we never will. So, yep. all right. Uh, <laughs> do, do you want to give us our closing catchphrase, Riley? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, just give me, uh, all I can think about, and I, this, I don't know why, and it's stupid. Okay. Um, I'm just, all I'm thinking about lately is Christmas. Um, and I, I keep seeing the, all these memes that are like, the 4th of July happened, which means it's time to go back to school shopping, which means school is starting soon, which means it's going to be Thanksgiving soon, which means it's uh-huh. almost Halloween, which means Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yes. 
So join that, me in my preemptive Christmas celebration. I love it. Also, when it's Christmas, it won't be 17,000 degrees in my house. So so Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, and a Happy New Year. A Happy New Year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>